G'day guys and welcome to the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today's episode we have a special guest. This is a guest I've been trying to get on for a long time but he always dogs me every chance he could get <laughs> um, and that is my brother Glenn. I'm sure you Hello. guys I'm sure <laughs> many of you guys know Glenn. Um, Instagram is um, Coach Carroll. Um, not to be confused with Coach Mark Carroll. I copied Glenn, um, his Coach Carroll name. Um, so Glenn, we'll kind of get into, but he is a partner with me with our Carroll Performance Education Company. And of course, has been a personal trainer for years and years and years, just like myself. And he's my older brother. So Glenn, do you want to introduce people, um, introduce yourself to the audience and give them, I guess, a little rundown um, about you? Hi, everybody. Uh, so Glenn, I'm Mark's older, less colorful, have more hair brother. Um, and I've been in the industry for oh, close to probably 15 years full time. My background and experience is quite different to Mark's. Like Mark got into the industry straight away. I went a very different route and actually worked in finance and marketing and have a commerce degree. But I didn't like sitting at a desk, loved sport, loved lifting. So I actually left that industry got into exercise and sports science at university and studied PT at the same time um, and really just sort of just fell into the industry and went harder and harder and then progressively evolved over time. And my background originally is more in strength and conditioning and a bit more sort of sort of functional movement, a bit of more corrective exercise. Um, but then I just kept evolving and now I'm very much in the physique coaching world as well um, and qualified nutritionist and qualified to Treat, treat, treat you, train you, um, and sort of feed you. So I like to learn. So I've learned a lot. So, yeah. So I just try to be as balanced as possible because I like problem solving. But I, yeah, I, I like coaching a lot of different people. And so I coach some high-level people, a lot of coaches, a lot of general population clients as well. But a lot of people come to me for physique transformations, which is something I'm in, I enjoy coaching. So Glenn, which he, um, I don't think he mentioned, um, has a coaching business. What's your coaching business? Oh, yeah, that old thing. So yeah, I run two businesses. So one's with Mark with the education company. The other one is Atlas, so Atlas Performance Health or Team Atlas on Instagram. Um, so yeah, we deliver premium online coaching, purely one-to-one. It's very, very personalized and we specialize in results and just taking people to that next level. But the thing I'm really passionate about is not just achieving amazing results um, aesthetically and athletically, but also sustaining the results. So not just quick fixes, but long-term solutions. So I'm a lover of the strategy and the coaching side of things. And for me, the job isn't done when a client finishes a diet. It's more, okay, phase one's done now. Let's transition you to the next goal or the next stage to solidify your diet and achieve more multiple net wins. So over time, the client reaches a far better point and they become self-sustainable. So they're so good. They don't need me anymore. So that's very much my objective. And I care about the after, after result too. It's funny. I was just watching um, something on Instagram pop up. This ad for some coach just yelling at the screen as usual, trying to get attention and telling everyone they're fat and all this stuff and trying yeah, to sell. I saw that too. Yeah. Um, and it's just talking about how dramatic fat loss is everything and all this stuff. And, you know, it was just showing all these results mm -hmm. where it's like a eight weeks, 20 kilos, all that shit. And the thing is something 
something you guys don't, I think, realize enough in the audience is here's the thing, right? With dramatic short-term weight loss is that pretty much anyone, any terrible trainer can get a great result with a really motivated client who sticks to a plan. But great results are not really just something that happens over, say, 8, 12 weeks. For me, my business and I guess the reason why I have a so many people do my programs and use my programs and I come out with so many programs is because after they do one, they enjoy it and they get great results, but they want to build off that and get better and better and better. Whereas so many times that, you know, the stuff you see on on the internet is just, hey, let me get a dramatic result with you. Let me get a transformation from you and then see you so I can market it um, and just use your use your photo and try to make it as dramatic as possible in the shortest amount of time and then, you know, put that behind paid ads and whatnot. Um, so I kind of wanted to chat to you, though, about something that you do and, you know, we've used the term quite a lot, um, premium online coaching. So for myself these days, I only take on a, a few a handful of private online coaches and majority of, of course, my programs are, you know, bikini body challenges, which are not personalized because again, I'm selling at a very low price point trying to um, sell on mass to people, but obviously you're trying to make them intelligent. But when you're talking premium online coaching do you want to kind of explain like what that is because a lot of the times i feel like people go to websites and they go all right they're used to seeing my program and it might be 99 dollars, right and then they go to a coach's program a elite coach and they're two three thousand dollars for 12 weeks and they don't quite understand the difference do you want to kind of explain like what is premium online coaching well it's a more of a comprehensive and lack of a better word, holistic approach where you're looking at every single variable which impacts someone's result potential and health as well. And for me, it's someone often may come to me looking for a physique transformation, but it's actually performance progression in the gym coupled with health and recovery and lifestyle enhancement, which formed the foundation for someone to achieve a physique transformation. And that's where a big part of what we do is very much focusing on lifestyle recovery, stress reduction modalities, sleep coaching, and all these little factors right down to nutritional sort of and um, behavior change, nutritional mindset. But it's a very deep, continually evolving assessment process. And so we both use what's called biofeedback progress assessments. That's a client subjective interpretation of their progress beyond just the scale or circumference measurements and it's looking at multiple factors like hunger energy cravings sleep sex hormones libido stress because all those factors may indicate they're progressing well even if the scale doesn't progress or it may indicate that trouble is ahead even if they are progressing well and so that deeper assessment allows a far greater degree of personalization and it sets someone up for greater health and success over the long run. And anyone could achieve a really solid result over 6, 8, 10, 12 weeks, but it's harder to achieve that 10 out of 10 continued epic evolution because things get harder because someone starts adapting and lifestyle gets in the way or something pops up and knowing how to get a client back on track or figuring out a client's metabolism, knowing when they'll adapt or slow down or hit the wall and then knowing how to make a change is so important. And a key part of what both you and I do is also 
the mastery of adherence. And so being able to sort of have a client strategically eat more or navigate lifestyle scenarios is really important. But if you're just giving someone macros and it's like, well, just a meal plan, here's 1200 calories, do this for eight weeks, no personalization, ignoring what you're saying you like and your preferences, like that's not personalized no matter what someone says. And so a big part of premium coaching is just positioning someone for their ultimate success according to their goal needs and context. So that's very much premium to me. And it's listening, it's taking on feedback and then giving more deeper why behind the rationale. So again, setting someone up for sustained success in the long run and having someone more self-sufficient in the long run too. Because a lot of people pay for X, Y, Z coaching, but is that investment or is that cost actually helping you or are you just spinning your wheels going around in circle versus investing a bit harder to get long-term solutions? I feel like premium coaching though can be obviously, you know, a great thing, but it also kind of depends on the client. Like, you know, obviously it's like, exactly. I remember John Meadows, the bodybuilder, um, the late John Meadows kind of used to say that majority of his like pro um, bodybuilding cl- um, clients, he didn't do any personalized coaching. He just kind of gave them his programs and his generic programs. It's like, hey, just do these because um, they're advanced. And so he was actually just giving him that literally IFBB pro bodybuilders, like like his $100 programs that he gave everyone. And his thing was that, you know, a lot of people when you're very, very similar at that level, you don't really need personalized programming because, well, I know what you're doing. I know you're gigantically jacked. I know you need to train. You probably need to get bigger everywhere like a bodybuilder. So I don't think that, you know, every time there's always a a need to have things obviously to that high level kind of premium coaching because, again, it's expensive. You know, like we – I don't work with people forever. You know, I was just saying to Glenn before, you know, a couple of my clients finished up after working with them for a few years. But I think the thing with kind of premium online coaching is that it can really lay a lot of the foundations for, I think, people having the skills to then go out on their own kind of themselves, as you said. But it's a lot easier to kind of do that, I think, when you have a really good foundation and have learned from working with a coach. Yeah. I think that that's where like a good program, like like obviously your stuff, like once you become savvy enough and you have that foundational, really good programming and structure, if you don't need someone to push you or you don't need to be accountable to someone anymore and you know what to do, how to lock in and how to make a change and how to sub out an exercise to match what the goal is, then yeah, that's where like foundational generic stuff, which is better quality, can be very suitable but some people want to know the why and some people are more complex. And so if you've got a dinged up shoulder or you can't squat because of X, Y, Z, or that's where troubleshooting with program design and coaching and how to sort of have someone lose further over time is really important because if you just coach to the bell curve and everybody in the middle, like, yeah, that can work and get very good results, but different people of different needs and identifying what someone's needs are according to the scenario is really important. And some person or one person could have the very different needs at different times in their life if they change jobs or they've had a relationship breakup or very different scenarios. And so I get a lot of different clients. So I like that. So variety is nice. Yeah. Um, so on that topic of kind of 
you know, coaching to the average and stuff like that is, you know, often, often when there's studies done, you know, you have like a, I guess the, the position of a study where they kind of have a conclusion that, Hey, majority of people kind of got this result from X. And so they say, this is probably the best. And, you know, it might be, you know, 70% in this range, but then there also could be outliers on either end, like 15% below that kind of average and then 15% above that kind of conclusion. And so I think with kind of what I do, what I always kind of say is I try to, I've got like an avatar in my head of who I'm trying to program towards. And I create and I create programs for that specific kind of avatar in my head of who's this client when I create a program um, for, you know, mass when I'm getting thousands of people to sign up to a program. So I'm thinking super strategically about this person, this client in my head, and then I'm coaching kind of within that kind of 70% average because that's kind of what you want to do. You're not sure. The, the thing is we're kind of when you're coaching on mass to people, I think the people who really fuck things up is when they kind of um, give generic programs to those really big outliers, people who maybe need super, super high volume or really, really low volume. I think the big key when you're kind of coaching on mass is really understanding the averages. What is most likely to work for the vast majority of people? And that's kind of where you want to coach to. But then with premium online coaching, I think that's where you can understand those outliers a bit more and then be able to maybe tweak things and kind of make them understand why potentially other things haven't worked for them before, even though it worked for a lot of other people. Yeah. And I think it's part of it's just paying attention, both paying attention to your client and paying attention to yourself. And a big thing about what I push is very much like tuning into the process versus tuning out versus just rocking up and there's nothing wrong with going to the gym and having fun. That's, that's awesome. But if you want to achieve a certain outcome, you have to do certain things. And so as a coach, we have to balance needs and wants very delicately to match someone's goal and context. And sometimes giving someone what they want, and even if it's not optimal, can be a really important thing. But I think just to keep people progressing over time, it's hard and everyone responds so differently. And one thing that I've really tuned in really closely to with clients lately is just effort. Because some people just go bananas in the gym. They just push super freaking hard. And that's something that I've had to learn more about myself as a lift over the last few years. And I've worked a lot harder now than I used to. And so the flow and effect of that, there's a big attack. So the quality of the lifting is bigger. So the quantity may not be needed to the same degree as someone who doesn't quite push or doesn't push anywhere near that effort so they can punch out more total work and they're like yep i could do five more sets let's go again and then the person is pushing maximum high effort like they're like oh i'll need another 90 seconds that's a lot of work so everyone's so different so how do you other uh, thing yeah how do you assess that how do you kind of assess on online i guess because a lot of people say you know i work in the gym with a coach mm-hmm how do you kind of assess things like from an outlier standpoint or like those things from like a, from an online client position? Cause again, people are so used to either doing, you know, a program online, like a cheaper program, or they're used to being with a PT in the gym. And then they think, well, if I'm paying a lot of money, I want a PT there in the gym with me and seeing what I do. What's the yeah. one that you think you can, from an online perspective, get great results and actually make it personalized because 
if you're not there, how are you seeing these kind of things? Yeah, so a few things. First to point out is that just because you have a PT there giving you a split squat on some leg press and telling you to do X, Y, Z, doesn't mean that actual advice is helpful or beneficial or correct. Um, I like to think, I used to get sort of shocked just seeing what other PTs used to let slide in the gym in terms of exercise execution or whatnot. It kind of mesmerized me. It's like, why are people paying for this? So just because you're paying for an in-person service doesn't mean it's of quality. Of course, there are scenarios where it is very, very valuable. And it depends on a person. It's like, do you need to be coached how to do a split squat or do you need more of the, the strategy and the other sort of in-depth manipulation or advice? And so I can easily coach a client up by having a client submit recordings of their exercises, upload them to our hub, and then I give them video feedback every week if needed. And so that, if you know how to coach someone, yes, the downside there is that it's not live so it's not instantaneous but it's like okay next session you know to push knees over toes a bit more to get more range of motion or your hips are shooting up first on the deadlift and i'm literally talking through a video recording of my screen and i'm sending it to you every week so you can easily get around that but again if we go back to effort again it's not just how you're executing an exercise it's like how are you progressing the exercise and programs that we use at atlas like it's all through an app and so i'm seeing everybody's load progressions and rep progressions week by week and so to be blunt i may give people a bit of a nudge about what's going on here like the loading spreads all over the place why did you miss this why would you progress the load and that allows us to think well are you pushing hard enough because often that is the secret to success versus oh I had someone say four more in the gym. And so I'm a coach. You don't pay me to count reps. You pay me to coach. And so when I was in the gym, to be honest, I constantly forgot to count because I was busy coaching. And there's a difference between coaching and counting. PTs count reps, coaches coach. So that's the way I sort of view it. But again, the drawback is you just can't coach instantaneously for an exercise, but you still can be coached if you play the game and that's the digital game. So it works. I feel, I feel something that a lot of times when people message me, for instance, on social media and they message me and they ask me about like, say my challenge, my challenge guys recently was 129 USD or whatever. And that was, you know, eight weeks of my programs, you know, eight weeks of my programs, my app access, you know, app, you know, it costs money. It's cost, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to create, you know, my, my, my programs are based off, you know, me coach who's trained on the best people in the world um, for years, educated around the world, et cetera. And then with that, I've got, I think seven, eight, nine hours of education through the app, you know, stuff that you would be, you know, at a seminar for thousands of dollars and, you know, yeah. And anyway, so and so all that for about eight weeks is about, yeah, say $120 or something. People kind of message me and be like, hey, is this, for that price, is this personalized and do you do weekly <laughs> check-ins with me and initial consult? And no. And I know people don't kind of mean it, but it's, it's kind of like, do you understand like how much like, like stuff you're getting for like such little price? And yeah, I think, it's ridiculous, and, and yeah. I kind of think, so if I did a weekly check-in with you, 
personalized it, which takes me probably an hour or so to write a program all up. That's probably equating to, you know, me making like $2 or something a, a, a week or $3 a week or an hour for all my time. You know, it's like, it's just like, so that's something I find people don't quite realize it when you're getting an online coach, it does cost a lot more because, well, you're actually sitting down and spending a lot of time strategizing. I think, I think people, when they have trainers in the gym, like, oh, well, I'm seeing that trainer for 45 minutes or an hour or whatever, and they're talking to me and stuff like that. But they don't realize is that majority of the work to get results is not kind of what's happening in the session. Yeah, it's none of the germs. Creating the systems. Yeah. It's, it's building the adherence, building the skills, teaching the client, the strategies and all that stuff. And then obviously mon- monitoring things week to week. And those check-in processes take time. Like sometimes, you know, obviously when you have a new client or, or sorry, um, a client do a new program, you know, it can take an hour or so to write a program. So when though the big thing I think with you know premium online coaching is obviously you're having um, a weekly um, check in check in there we go um, a <laughs> weekly check in with the client and obviously we both use a buyer feedback form. So do you want to kind of though go over what is a buyer feedback form? What are you asking? What questions are you asking? Why does it matter? Because I think a lot of the times people again don't quite understand why the depth, it, yeah. the depth of this and what what why things are i guess the price yeah. well i think as again if you think about like what a pt is doing yes they're technically on for 45 or 60 minutes but how much of them being on is cruise control whilst they're watching so are they a passenger in the session or are they like powering the session are they coaching the shit out of things or is it like yeah let's talk about my weekend and have a bit of a banter let me Maybe I'll pick up your water bottle and fill it up. Cool. Yeah. Four more to go. Tune out, play on my phone, dick around on Instagram. Oh, hi, Mary. Let's go again. Like that isn't really valuable unless you just need this, the accountability in many ways. And you're paying for someone to be either like, to be blunt, sometimes a rent a friend or just trying to pay for someone to be there and be accountable too. And there is value to that. But if you want to go deeper and get that next level sort of, information or personalization or strategy to maximize your training efforts there's a lot more to it and i realized this maybe on eight ten years ago like what matters in in a session like the session is important but it's outside of a session which matters more in many ways because it's like well how are you trading out of my sessions do you push harder am i somehow milking superior effort from the client even though he's not there Likewise, are they, how are they adhering to dietary protocols? How does the co- coach help me navigate the weekend and my kid's birthday or whatever? And so that's where it's that sort of next level sort of factor. And when it comes to like the biofeedback and our progress assessments, obviously we're going to be looking at weight. So I'm looking at daily and averages, looking at subjective body composition assessments. I'm looking at circumference measurements. And we're doing that depending on what we're doing once a week or something like that. But I'm also looking, as I said a while back, like your hunger ratings, energy cravings, sex hormones, sleep, stress. And so sleep, stress, steps, all these factors impact health and dietary outcome. And the more stressed out you are, the harder it's going to be to recover and push. Um, I want to ask though, because again, a lot of these words sound kind of big, like, oh, we're asking about sex hormones and mm-hmm stress and sleep and whatnot and all these things like and it sounds why does it matter yeah why does it matter to 
the audience because the audience were like, well, that's cool, but well, cool. What about it? You know what I mean? So why, 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 why do question. you want to ask that? Um, yeah. Okay. Clients so again, stuff. yeah. So there's like, you get clues as to what's happening. So let's say you're dieting and you're pushing hard. So you're in an energy deficit. So naturally if you're pushing hard and you're in a deficit, you should be losing on the scale. But again, a big thing about losing continually over time is consistently hitting those protocols and adhering to it. And again, there's a reason why most challenges are a couple of weeks because it's easier to push hard for a couple of weeks than it is for a couple of months. But to lose a lot of weight, you need a lot of time. Or you can push super, super hard, but again, it's super, super hard. So there's going to be a kickback. And so by assessing more metrics, we can get more clues as to someone's progress and how they're doing on a deeper level to spot trends or concerns so we know when to make the change either proactively or reactively and that's a very much a skill which takes a lot of time and expertise is knowing when to push someone or when to pull back because if you push hard and you're energy deficit everything starts going to shit to be blunt even if you're losing well eventually you're going to start adapting and things are going to kick up so when you lose body fat you produce less of your satiety hormone called leptin because leptin is secreted so released from body fat so when you have less satiety less meal satisfaction but then the problem is is that you also have less ghrelin so our hunger hormone so sorry you have more hunger hormone of ghrelin so you have less meal satisfaction more hunger up energy takes a hit but again if you're dieting, your body's going to perceive that as a stressor to the body. When stress is higher, cortisol rises, certain things will start happening. So libido starts taking a hit because you're in a hyper-stress state, even if you perceive it or not. Likewise, sleep can start taking a hit because you're in a hyper-stress state. So what is it uh, for sleep? What does this mean? Just because these things can happen. Let's mm-hmm. say I mean, you got a client yep. and um jenny she wants to lose 15 mm-hmm. kilos she lost six seven kilos really well all right so yep she started she got a lot of momentum feeling great yep. she lost seven kilos and she was really far moving and then she lost seven kilos and then plateaued so then you have to make some changes so we decreased yep. calories maybe increased calorie expansion mm-hmm. a bit more and yep. so it took a bit more out of her less energy in and then she's losing and then starting to feel worse and worse and worse and mm-hmm. rate of fat loss slows down. And so now yep. she's got five kilos to go. She's lost 10 kilos. She's got five Started, kilos to yeah. go and she feels pretty shit though. So these are the things you're saying are coming up. Her sleep's getting worse. Her energy level's low. Um, mm-hmm. Hunger's high and all that stuff. So now, you know, you're seeing this Bring in a back, yep. back form. What, what, mm-hmm. what, what, this is, what do you do with this information? Yeah. And so the reality is you could still feel like shit be hungry, have no middle satisfaction, no sex drive, slip, all that sort of stuff. It's just terrible. You can still be losing and losing well, and you can be a hard ass and suck it up and get a great result. Some people can suck it up and there's no negative ramifications. To other people, there could be negative ramifications where it sort of tips someone into, ooh, I'm not sort of in the right mindset. So you have to have that sort of deeper discussion is that is this something we should keep doing is it triggering any sort of neurobiological responses where it's like oh i didn't like how i'm feeling from a mental food relationship standpoint or is it more the art of coaching starts coming in past eight weeks and this is to be honest the, the, the secret is 
there's so many other little variables and tools and strategies you can deploy little one percenters, three percenters in that later stage to keep a client adhering for longer, which is probably the most important factor. And the other most important factor is keep them losing over time. So there's no point dieting if you're not losing. And if you can't adhere to the diet, you're not going to lose. And so it's how to navigate both of those factors are so instrumental to dieting success. And after six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, it gets freaking hard. And so that's the art of coaching, knowing when to push someone and when to pull someone back. Have a refeed, have a mini diet break, take the pressure off, reboot loads of energy in. Cool, let's go again. You feel human now? Let's keep pushing. So sometimes the best thing you can do to lose more is to eat more and pull back temporarily just to make you feel a bit more human again. Other times it might be the worst thing you can do for a client because they get exposed to superior calories and it's like, holy crap, I haven't eaten this for a while and they fall apart. So it's sort of understanding human psychology and understanding your client's psychology and their needs. But again, if we want to get that 10 out of 10 result, it's not just about weight loss. It's about fat loss and muscle preservation. And so everyone wants to, I know, lose body fat and gain muscle at the same time. If you're not a beginner, if you're not on drugs, if you're not coming back from an injury or sickness, the reality is dieting's about muscle preservation more so. You can still get stronger. You still can potentially build muscle, but it's stunted. And so you're trying to maximally preserve muscle, which is a big thing you and I do because we're still progressing people in the gym and they're not getting annihilated where they're losing weight. But how much of that is also muscle tissue later on, which becomes more important, the leaner someone gets. Yeah, 100%. The, the whole concept of, you know, people always say, I want weight loss, but really we want body fat loss. And, you know, so yes, you lost on the scale, but is it always fat mass or we, what, are we, what are we losing and things like that? So I think that's always, you know, important to drive in to the audience. You know, we want fat loss. So sometimes, if, you know, if you're maintaining your muscle in a deficit and just losing fat mass, it might not be as much as, you know, obviously someone just does keto and loses a lot of water weight initially and Definitely. stuff like that. Um, a topic I just wanted to quickly chat on, and it's more, I guess it's more so to my audience than kind of necessarily a discussion to, with Glenn. It's something Glenn and I often chat about a lot. And it's the myth that most trainers put out that they're personalized online coaching. And I just want to tell you guys this, is that if a coach has hundreds and hundreds of clients themselves, they say they're a private coach and they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of clients and they're charging, you know, not that much. They are not a personalized online coach. They are giving you just template after template after template. And that's fine guys to give templates and stuff like that. But it's probably not fine when they say it's personalized. And that's something I think a lot of people to understand is, is that, again, looking at different price points, you know, I always get sent things all the time these days about, hey, have you seen this coach? And they're, you know, they're charging this much, but then why are you charging X and stuff like that? And I can't stress enough that the difference between having someone just fill out a form on an app, which takes 30 seconds and then somehow gets sent a program instantly back or the macros back is very different to saying having say email dialogue or a video call or whatever a checking process and having to have a coach actually analyze what's going on and that's one of the things that frustrates me is that um i've actually spoken about this a lot 
in the past that so often coaches literally steal my training programs, my like $100 training programs, and then sell it. Um, They copy it, exercise for exercise, set for set, tempo for tempo, everything. And then they sell it as their own online coaching for like $2,000. And they're literally just using my $100 programs. And and is that for you probably, I guess, one that, again, the frustrating things like how, like, like real realistically, like for me at my absolute most five, six years ago, I had about 60 online clients and that was just hell. Granted, I sucked at systems back yeah, then. Horrible. Like that. Yeah. But for you, like, what do you think realistically, truly, truly personalized online coaching? Like you're at a cap, right? With how much you can actually yeah. coach. Well, obviously it depends if you're doing anything else in your life. Are you just purely sitting at a desk? And then it's like, are you pushing social media? Did you train? So I think you and I have been very skilled at neglecting our own training the last few years. But then if you think about like the actual time cost involved to actually check in with someone, if it's two minutes, well, oh, cool, I can do 30, ses- 30 sessions or clients in an hour. That's not really personalized. It's impossible to be, well, at least look deeply. And so it's also not just the actual time cost of coaching someone. It's also, well, that has a tax. And so if you're truly writing someone's proper personalized program, it would take a bare minimum, 15 minutes probably. But if you've got a million clients, how can that possibly, if you've got 100 clients, add up the numbers of what 15 minutes is per client on a weekly basis to service that client, you're starting to start running out of time in a week. And so that's where we actually look at, well, if I have 500 people within our coaching community, like it's not physically possible. And for me, I was absolutely dying as a coach when I think very briefly, I was in the forties for one-to-one client, which is too much for me. These days I'm a lot lower because I have a business and I have coaches working under me. They're like, if I do 10, 12 client check-ins in a day, like I'm cooked from that. Granted, I do other stuff, but it's like, it's cognitively taxing and demanding if you're on. And I do a lot of video check-ins. So I record things and speak to the computer, analyze things. That's tiring versus other people where I know they're trying to do their business. Their objective is to do 60 personalized, supposedly, check-ins in an hour. Like how is that physically possible? But that's why the the thing is, right? Like, I always think if you're going to get a normal like program and more, you know, one's not aimed at anyone, like, you know, that's what I do. You know, I think I have the best programs in the world. Yeah. It's even close. And, you know, I think if you're going to get something for a hundred, 130 USD, like there is nothing that compares in the world to coach Mark our programs. But if you're not going to do that, if you want to go the next level up to actual premium online coaching, the chances are that, you know, you should really actually not just go for the cheapest option. And this is something like, again, Glenn, a lot of my friends, they're not, you know, 50 bucks a week. And the thing is, is that they're not 50 bucks a week because you're actually truly paying for their time. And a good coach, I can guarantee you, is not worth 50 bucks a week. They're worth three, four times that. And the thing is, if you're always just trying to go the the, the Let's say you're that person who, oh man, like my coach doesn't ever care about me, doesn't understand me, he's not he's not making the changes I'm telling him and all this stuff. But then you keep going to trainers who are super, 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 super cheap because they're so cheap. They're cheap because they're not actually truly personalized and that's how they can get mass. So it's like, all right, well, I'll sell private online coaching for like 30 bucks a week or something. 
but then I'll have 500 clients because I need to have so many clients. That's the thing, right? You got, you got to make ends meet as a business. And if you have a coach who's charging, say, $30 a week for premium online coaching, how are they going to make enough money to support themselves? They need a whole lot. So the more and more and more clients they get, the less and less and less that they're actually getting out of that money you're investing. Whereas you spend more on a good coach who has, say, 20 clients. Yes, you're paying more, but you're also getting, when you're actually going for a personalized experience, you should probably go all in on that um, process then. Yeah, and I think often the reality is is people within the fitness industry or probably people in the world in any industry, like it seems that it's very much dictated in terms of pricing according to time versus money. So they think, oh, 60 minutes of PT session, why would that be worth online? But it's like, well, are you what's happening within your 60 minutes of PT? What's happening on the non-session? Do you get a program? Do you get nutrition? Are that there for you when shit hits the fan? Do they make changes? Do they change your program? Do they personalize things? But like ultimately, it's like everyone says they're freaking customized and personalized, but it's physically impossible or you've got no freaking clients if you're super dirt cheap. So that could be happening. But the reality is it takes time. And if you want a certain result, stop thinking time for money and start thinking value. And so you should be basing coaching decisions off obviously what you need and what's your scenario and obviously Everyone has a price point and that's normal, but you shouldn't always just purely compare things purely off price. It's more about value. And like you mentioned, your challenge is what, 129 USD. But then if you actually unpack a lot of the the factors that are included, it's like, well, you have a course on program design. So obviously you're a world-leading program designer. And so that alone is worth so much more. Oh, plus you do nutrition. Plus you have hours of educational stuff. And so... There's so much more value in that. So if you're like, oh, it's $30 more than insert X influencer, like who gives a shit? What's the outcome? What's the return? Would you prefer to spend $30 to get a far superior outcome? Or would you want to save $30 and then keep jumping from program to program to program? And so I like to think of it more about investments. And so spend your money wisely, but obviously everyone has a limit, but it's like, are you saving money now to lose money later or are you spending money now to save it later is how it's sort of view it it's like it's health it costs money to be healthy like it costs money to buy certain foods and hire coaches and nutritionists and go to the gym but you'll probably save some money later when you're not having to pay for certain things from a health standpoint if you extend the duration of your healthy lifespan versus entering into a state where you're older and getting hit down by chronic disease and whatnot a lot earlier than you should be. So I want to transition to kind of what you just kind of mentioned about program design. So obviously if you have followed myself, Glenn, for a while now, you guys know we have our own education company, Carol Performance. So Carol Performance, um, we created obviously coaches. We want to create courses for coaches. We have our program design course. We have our Cert 3 and Cert 4, which is our PT certification. We have a fitness business strategy course. Um, but long, long story short, obviously our big passion is program design, and that's why we create a program design course, which is massive. Um, and obviously being an online coach, yes, there's going to be nutrition involved, but the large thing is of being an actual online personal trainer is program writing and, you know, since it's something we're so passionate about, since, you know, we took the time to create a, 
a program design course, which has over 40 hours of video education for trainers around the world. Why do you think then that, you know, why do should people care about program design? Why does it matter? What's the difference to, to someone just turning up to the gym? Like what's like, obviously for me, you know, I know this, like, this is why I create programs. This is why so many people do my programs, why you have a um, great coaching business and stuff like that. But like people who don't know, do you want to just kind of, I guess, explain just the value of program design and just well, what do we mean by program design? Yeah, well, firstly, it's important to flag that great program design doesn't have to necessarily be complex. It's more about positioning a client for success whilst factory in their goal and their context and needs and preferences, and then setting that client up to progress over time continually again and again. And eventually the effectiveness of a workout or program will wear off. So that's why you want to change your program. But you also want to have repetition because repetition allows you to practice the skill, get stronger, set it, set will trigger pathways to build muscle. So you want repetition, but you also need variation as well. But knowing what to vary and to what degree is really important, as is when. And so knowing how to personalize one's program or your own is really important because you don't have to squat bench dead to look awesome and be strong. Of course, if you're powerlifting, you're going to have to do a few sort of lifts, but ultimately program design is just about trying to make training work better for you. So you actually get superior returns on your training efforts. So you train the way you want, look the way you want, and crucially keep progressing over time and stay healthier over time. But the reality is you'll get dinged up at some point, but it's about reducing the injury potential and then bouncing back when it happens because we want someone to keep progressing. That's important. So program design is about personalization. That's the main thing when it comes to it and then progression too. So for you, obviously you kind of create a lot of training programs. What kind of client are you looking at kind of working with when when you're talking kind of program design like obviously it's, it's a very broad kind of section um you know it, mm-hmm. when we're talking kind of program design and who you're working with do you think it matters more for say a beginner or, or does it program design only matter for say a super yeah, world-class client this is where I think people go wrong in terms of their perception of program design or periodization, which is another component of program design, which is more looking at things from a long-term standpoint. Program design always matters if you care about progression, but more so what you're programming or periodizing varies according to the client and context. And to what degree do you need to periodize or change things? Because again, personalization is essential as is progression. But the key is when it comes to programming is you also have to know a few key principles. And so progressive overload, I'm guessing many of the listeners have heard of that. I would hope so. So we need to overload the body. So we distress the body to force it to adapt and change to handle that stressor. So trading. So then you become stronger or look different. But we also have to factor in things like recovery, reversibility. So if you get injured, you stop trading. All these sort of things matter, as does variation. So we have to know our principles. So you can be doing bursting ball jump squats and throwing burpees in. But if you want to build your biceps or grow your glutes, 
yeah, not so optimal. And so there's a big difference between working out and training. So training is a thought behind it. And you're trying to achieve a certain end goal outcome, but you have to do certain things to achieve certain things. So that's very much programming. But for a general population client who just wants to get back in the gym after not training for five years, yeah, you don't need the nth degree personalization, complexity, too much variation. You just need consistency and you need to progress. But um, someone who's a bikini pro, different. I personally like counter though. I love, like I've seen people recently say, you know, oh, beginners don't need, you know, program design. You know, look at look at most beginners. Everyone just goes to the gym and they improve quickly and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of, well, kind of just incorrect in some ways. And it's kind of like, kind of like if you go to school, right? When you start school, you know, the people who, you know, are not, not everyone's super self-sufficient, you know, some kids just, you know, get through school and, they, you know, they're going to study and they're going to do really well and school comes really natural to them. So they progress really easily and stuff like that. And then you got other kids who, you know, struggle with learning and they need a good teacher to help keep them going. They need to be taught how to learn. They need to be taught how to, you know, study and, and all these things. And the thing is, is that, yeah, sure. Some people might be able to just go to the gym and look at weights and lose weight and stuff like that. But I always think even myself, right? Like, like when I was young, I got great results, but I often look back and be like, man, you know what? Like with what I know now, I reckon I could have got just as good a body as I was young, probably five, six years earlier with what I knew. Like, yeah. And that's the thing is that I don't get the love these days. So many people are like, well, just go and do something. And it's, it's, I just find it kind of moronic. It's like, hey, let's just go and do something and hope for the best. It's like, why? When you could actually just give someone the tools. It's like, that's hey, right. yeah, I want to make it. I want to make a chocolate cake. It's my brother's birthday. I want to make a chocolate cake. I could either it's, yeah, is rat poison go good? and buy all these ingredients I heard are in a cake and just exactly. put them in and then see what happens. Or I could mm-hmm. go Google, you know, the best cake, chocolate cake recipe in the world. And I'll just follow the exact steps yeah. of what is the cake. And I don't need to know anything about being a good cook. All I need to do is follow the plan from someone who's mm-hmm. done it for 20, 30 years before me at a high exactly. level. Whereas this day and age, it just seems like, well, let's just go to the gym and hope for the best. Like, why? Why not just go? Let me save you three, four years of wasted efforts exactly. and getting lost and getting frustrated about the lack of progress. Let me just show you really quickly how to get more results in a, um, than you have in the last year in the next eight, 12 weeks. And that's why I think program yeah. actually matters. I, I agree as well. Again, people might say it doesn't matter, but it does matter. But, but it's more like what you're focusing on within a programming or coaching may differ to what you're focusing on with the same client two years later and again it's not just about oh yeah anyone could progress over the first 12 weeks and newbie gains and cool but it's also like well we also want the client to enjoy training and have the right amount of challenge from training so they optimally progress they stay healthy and they form a positive relationship with training and I know some notable coaching businesses where their system and approaches, everyone gets crushed, but it's like, that's all their trainers teach. So that's all the client thinks they're meant to do in the gym. But like, you don't have to annihilate yourself and do four sets of 40 meters pushing the sled to finish every freaking session all the time. You do need to progress there and work your freaking ass off, but sometimes good is good enough to keep someone progressing over time. But again, it's keeping someone healthy, enjoying it, and being a good teacher, and that's the challenge is 
most people aren't great teachers. They're trainers. They got into trading like a lot of us because they like training people. But what keeps you in the industry longer is that do you like coaching people? Are you good at coaching people? Coaching is something I've been doing, I realized, for almost 25 years now because I started when I was 13 when I was younger. Um, and so it's just something I enjoy. And so knowing how to use your words, but again, again, keeping someone happy over the long run, but also challenge over the long run. Cause it's not just about what you like, it's about what you need, but you don't want training to be boring either. You have to balance needs and wants. So it's important to think about those, those factors. Sure. Um, I guess it's probably time to start wrapping up the podcast, but before we finished, um obviously you know you do a fair few things um Len and I as we said we have our care performance um something we also have is our certificate three and four in fitness so this is our internationally recognized um personal training certification so if you want to become a personal trainer in the gym or online well you can get certified with us care performance and something for Glenn and myself we wanted to kind of create this and have something in this world because you know so often people how often do you hear that someone got their cert three and cert four and after they got certified they said i learned absolutely nothing and have no idea and when i start in the industry i just feel like i don't even want to get started i don't even have the confidence to go to the gym i don't know anything um so do you want to just give a quick thought around that common issue and yeah exactly like you're never going to be as prepared as you'd like to be. And obviously there's a learning process and it's a tough industry because often if you go to work for yourself, the reality is you're probably going to know nothing either about training or nothing about business or both. And the sooner you probably accept that or acknowledge that probably the, it's probably a good thing because ignorance and arrogance are probably going to stop you from progressing. And I was very much myself when I was younger. I thought, Oh, I lift weights. I have half decent physique. I, I must know a thing or two, but no, I didn't. But ultimately, like I've taught Cert 3 and 4 as like to be qualified as a PT for other businesses before. I've taught a lot of trainers professional development wise once they were qualified. So I, you and I have both got exposure to what people get and don't get. And is that not being prepared is a concern because then is that trepidation? So then it's, uh, I'll just let that course sit there and maybe I won't apply. Maybe I won't get started. And it's sad because there's a lot of people that could be adding value to the industry, but there's something that's gone wrong within the course. So they're not prepared enough. So they may not back themselves. And so they never help people like they could help and help themselves. So that's why we, we've created our own so three and four, and we've added all this extra value on top of the core curriculum because the reality is we unfortunately have to still teach a government regulated core curriculum but we wanted to add our extra personal insight so they can students can get additional value. So there's more preparedness so that you can hit the ground running and have a successful business and change lives and improve your life at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a big thing. I think, you know, the fitness industry is kind of a funny place. You know, you can, you can get, it's a low barrier to entry, but it doesn't mean you can't when you enter be, actually knowledgeable and in a good place to succeed and you know majority of people get certified and not actually don't even ever become a trainer you know because it's quite hard to get started so the more you learn at the start the better prepared you are so that's i think a huge part of why we 
create a carol performance. So Glenn, um, thank you for coming on. Do you want to, obviously we've chatted a lot about online coaching and stuff like that. So do you want to kind of tell um, the audience about um, Atlas and just give them a bit of rundown where they can find you? Yeah. So I have a small coaching team. Uh, we do one-to-one premium online coaching. doesn't matter where you live. We coach everybody, no matter what the goal, as long as you're willing to dive into it and achieve a great result. And you want to know the why. So my coaching business is at teamatlas.official on Instagram. And then my personal Instagram is at coach underscroll underscroll Carol. So there's two underscrolls. Um, if you want to find me on Instagram as well. So what's your yeah. website? Sorry. Team Atlas official. Sorry, teamatlas.com.au. Yeah. There you go. He said official. I was like, that's not it. Well, that's my Instagram. You're an idiot. Find, find, find my website at here's my Instagram name. Whatever. Close enough. Amateur hour, people. Um, all right, guys. So again, as I said, you know, Glenn's a fantastic private online coach. So he's someone I highly recommend. You know, I get a lot of leads these days, but obviously it's not something I do much of. So I always um, highly recommend Glenn if you're looking for a really, truly premium um, online coaching um, business, Glenn and his team are fantastic. So I highly recommend. And so everyone else, thank you so much. And of course, if you want to find my programs, go to coachmarkcarroll.com. You know, guys, obviously a lot of people doing my programs at the moment. So I'd love to have you come do one if you've never done one before or continue on your journey. So thanks guys. If you enjoyed the podcast, please um, share it to your audience. Make sure if you're not Follow the Coach Mark Carroll podcast and leave a five-star rating and a little um, review. Obviously, please say it's amazing. Um, It helps a lot. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. And thanks, Glenn. See ya. Thanks, guys.